Hello and welcome to Arcade Couch, the best place to show your friends get a game goodness each and every packs live from the couch we're currently sitting on in a hallway. My name's Don Blind. Joining me on the other mic, Ashley Hubbard. <laughs> hey, Dylan. Excited to be here to do a normal show. We're going to be talking about the Telltale layoffs. It's just like the old Telltale. We're going to talk about how Naughty Dog has uh, cancelled Last of Us Factions and all the other news of the week. So, yeah, let's go over packs, not Telltale layoffs. That's probably... Let's yeah, just get Telltale layoffs. Yeah, we talked about all the depressing news last week. So, Did we? Yeah, when they had the all the other layoffs. True. The epic layoffs. And uh, and you're about to have to take two weeks holidays. I'm sure there'll be some more layoffs by the time you're back. Yeah. You know? Because of how capitalism works. That's right. It's very good. So PAX's 10th anniversary. Mm. How do you feel about the show this year? I thought it was very good. Like, obviously... Uh, yeah, it's, it's interesting because obviously pre-COVID... There was a lot of AAA stuff. There was a lot of big uh, stalls. Everything was very tight. Uh, and then you came back last year. Square Enix wasn't there. Microsoft wasn't there. Uh, PlayStation wasn't there. Um, you know, there was not a lot of big games to draw people in. And this year is a similar sort of thing. Like, of course, you got Nintendo here this year with a couple of big titles. Um, but I wouldn't say they're big crowd bringers, I guess. But uh, in its place, you've got a lot more table room for tabletop games. You've got a lot more room for indie games, and also a lot more room for walkways, which is a nice change. So, um, yeah, I had a good time. I think it was a good show. Uh, if you're all right with what it was, it's just about expectations. I feel like. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I don't care about any of the big stuff so much. So uh, I know it was coming into the show and there's all these articles about like, I wonder if Sony will return this year. I wonder if Xbox will return this year. Nintendo, of course, return. And we, we, you know, we can briefly go over it in a minute, but you know, they had Mario here and that's out in a couple of weeks. They had Detective Pikachu here. That was out the day of PAX. Like there's no mm -hmm. major third party presence. Um, or first party presence even. You had Sega with Yakuza and Sonic. Sonic's out, I don't remember. Like, a couple months? Yeah, in November. November, yeah. So that that's coming up. Yakuza was, I guess, cool for people there, but that's still like a very niche, like big for people who care, yep. but also a 15 minute demo. I mean, you played it, a 15 minute demo of a Yakuza game. What's that really do for you? Not a lot. It was very self-contained, gave you a little bit of taste of the combat and other stuff, although Kieran apparently had a uh, whole 10-minute FMV segment with a Japanese woman. That was so his choice on where That was went. his choice, yeah. yeah. You know? You went to a different place, he went to a place. I thought, hey, I should fight some people in this Yakuza game. Mm. And he's like, no, I need to talk to the ladies. I mean, but, you know, romancing things is very common these days, so, you know? True. It's fair. Um, all right, so let's, <laughs> what happened? No, right. it's the transition. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was going to run down through, let's just run down through what we've been playing, how we started the, the weekend. Let's just go mm -hmm. this way. Stop on stuff that we care more about and then skip over stuff 
uh, we didn't say much. I should, oh, I guess I should quickly say, attended the AGDA, AGD, yes, AGDA's, the Australian Game Developer Awards on Wednesday night. It was really cool. Um, happy to be there celebrating Australian games um, in full force. Obviously, Australian Gods took home three awards, including the Game of the Year yeah. winner. Um, so that was cool to see, you know, the, the big dev team up on there on the stage, all happy and celebrating yeah. that. Um, so that's sort of, I don't know, it's not part of PAX, but it's part of Melbourne International Games Week. So, What was it like being in the room where it happens? Yeah, louder. Louder? Definitely a lot louder being there than it is uh, watching the... The stream? The stream would be my take. They've got, so what you're saying is they've got very good microphones. They have decent microphones. I mean, you can hear back around. The, you can hear no, but what the, for the recording for the stream, it must yes. be really good if they're dampening yeah. up. I think they're fine. Yeah. They're not Jeff Keighley level, but... Yeah. <laughs> How are the hosts? Yeah, they were good. It was uh, Jem and uh, Harry from ABC. Um, yeah. So they did quite good. They were, were funny, had good banter back and forth. I think I preferred having two hosts compared to last year. They had all four um, from, uh, I can't remember what their collective group was, but like Ray and Tegan and whatever, their podcast they were doing. The, the, the Queens of the Drone Age. Yes, but they've slipped that now. So yeah, rip. So, but they had all four of them doing it, which was like just, I think four hosts is a little bit. Too many, yeah. No. In fact, I'd say double the amount than. Yeah, you don't have enough. Uh, no enough content for. No, yeah, I don't. I yeah. So I mean, I liked it. They were fine, but yeah, I'd say the the two this year were better. Um, before, oh yeah, and I guess before we get into the, the PAX games, also we went and checked out the uh, Cult of the Lamb sacrifice on the ritual. The ritual the sacrifice. Yeah, but it was specifically the ritual. Mm. Unfortunately, no sacrifice has happened mm. unless you include dryness under sacrifice things. Yeah. I mean, I, I, had, I had jokes about the sacrifice being our time, but, you know. Well, no, I don't think it was. No. I mean, so for, yeah, they did this thing. They had, um, what they call it? The, the Big the Games big... Night. Yes. Yes. Which was put on by, I guess, Acme and, yep. and other people involved. Yeah. Um, Pretty cool. We only hung around for a little bit, obviously, and it was running for more. Um, like they had a under, they had a section down there where they had uh, arcade games set up. They were doing a Smash Bros tournament. Um, they had a cosplay area. They had a free play area with a bunch of games. We stopped to play one uh, Crash. Uh, Crash Team Racing. Uh, was set on hard mode. Yeah, it was set on hard mode. Fucking bastards. Um, yeah. Then we well, definitely was on hard. I'm not. No, I'm pretty sure, you know, we both came in third mm. against the computer. There's no way it was. No one could finish that race. Um, in first place, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I got a fairy floss. Yeah. Massive, what did it look like? Massive sheep fairy floss. Yeah. Cool. From yeah. Volta Land. It was very, very smart product place. <laughs> yeah. I mean, every, we looked at it and then um, while standing there waiting for it to make it, I think everyone... Like just something like, was like, man, that looks very cool. That looks I very need cool. To put that in my mouth. Mm. How sticky was it on a one scale of one to ten? I don't know. With ten being ooze. Nine. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty sticky. I forgot how sticky fairy floss can get. So I've had fairy floss since I don't know so long, but yeah, had to get it. You know, it was a sheep. Uh, yes. Yeah, so then we head back out. They do the. We, we get ready in the crowd for the, the sacrifice, of which there wasn't one. Yeah, so to set this scene, 
there's a main stage that they've been doing other performances on. When we first got there, they were doing, doing Just Dance, and the adult dancers were super into it. The kids that they got on stage had not had time to rehearse, so they were not as well-seasoned as the adults. Mm. Uh, then later, they had a Stray Gods fashion show mm. where, you know, they had um, people dressed up, dress up as the characters, yeah. like, very close to as accurate as possible yeah. from the actual games. And the costumes of that game are very... Uh... And then they had Montaigne, is it? Yeah, Montaigne. Come out and performed a song from yeah. the, sh the game. Um, and then, you know, they're preparing. Miff Warhurst was hosting the night, it seemed. Mm. Uh, they talked about the game, and they were like, oh, the Colam thing, it's going to happen. What's going to happen? Don't know. We're all waiting. Yep. Some people start shouting, sacrifice, sacrifice, mm. chance going around. And some dude, I did see him, goes, oh, let's fucking kill somebody. Who would say that in the middle of the I don't know. Some sort of crazy person. Uh, but uh, kind of set the mood. And then uh, the lights go out on the stage. And then... Uh, there's a bunch of projectors on the different buildings around Acme of Cult of the Lamb uh, characters, uh, a lot of the followers, and then a 15-minute timer goes up in a corner. Mm. So everybody who was at the stage is now turning around mm. because the event is actually happening behind, where this, mm. behind the crowd. So then everybody, much like the characters on the projection, are flocking forward towards uh, this central area. So yeah, and then... You know, the timer slowly cut, cut down, fantastic music from the Color Land. Uh, and then, yeah, we had a big, I don't know, projection show slash puppetry performance. Yeah. Before it became a Color Lamb theme rave. Pretty much. Yeah. Check out our TikTok to see <laughs> what the uh, We're on TikTok now, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Including, uh, as I've seen it described, the Yassified Cult of the Lamb. Mm. Why was it Yassified called away? Because it was Yassified. All right. Because Yass. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm... I, I'm just repeating what people have said. Okay. But yeah. Was it pissed down? It, that was what the ritual really seemed like it was doing. Yeah, it was a rain. rain dance. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it was very heavy, but it was uh, an experience was an experience. It was a collective experience that we were all there for. Uh, we all praised the lamb. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, it's definitely a night I won't forget for a while. And then PAX. Friday happens. We're PAX. We're here. We're doing things. First thing we do is you play Yakuza, which you talked about. Um, yep. I went and played The Drifter first up, which is over at the indie showcase for this year. Um, we will go. This is the first year I've played all six yeah. Go team. <laughs> finally. <laughs> finally. Finally pulling your weight. Yeah, finally pulling my weight. Major play all six indie showcase um, winners this year, which was cool. So the Drifter, um, very cool game. You play as this uh, dude. I, can't remember, I think the character's name is Mick. Um, but he like sort of, a, he's a, as a title proclaims, he's a Drifter. Um, he wakes up on this train. He goes to get off. A dude gets shot next to him, like obliterated by like a bunch of dudes with guns. Like, what the fuck? Then he like gets out into the subway, ends up talking to a bunch of people. There's a there's a lady down there from the quote unquote Herald, which may or may not have anything to do with the Herald Sun. Can't, uh, can't say for sure. Then uh, she's like being like, oh, like, why are you homeless people choosing to be homeless? <laughs> which I don't know. It sounds like something the Herald Sun would write. So I don't know if I'm Reading between the lines there, but some sort of right-leaning yeah, newspaper. Yeah, newspaper thing there. 
Um, and then, yeah, so you and then she ends up at the end of the demo getting kidnapped by these people like with hardcore, like MI6 scuba suits and shit like that. I don't know, a lot of conspiracy theories and weird stuff going on. Um, it's a fully voiced, fully voiced point click adventure game, which was awesome because it meant like every little piece of dialogue. And the voice acting was really, really good uh, as well. Very Australian, especially with the character Mick. He's like, yeah, bloody, <laughs> bloody hell, love, <laughs> you know, put the fucking stop shooting at me, mate. You know, like that sort of thing. But um, I'll take it. Sometimes I do feel like these Australian games. They get the most ochre people. Yeah, they get the most ochre thing ever. But um, it was, I don't know, I'll take it. He seemed fine, but. Um, so that was really good, uh, great pixel art as well, so. But the key thing was the, obviously point and click adventure, you played it with controller. Played it with controller. Which generally does not work. No, sat down, got, see there's a controller there, went, oh, fucking why? Like, I knew it was a point and click game coming in, I sat down expecting to open up a laptop, you know, mouse, keyboard, something like that, but no, but it works really, really well. And they've, they've done a, I think they would make everyone play on controller to point out how good you know, it's like this fully voice acted point and click game. You can play it on your couch. You can play with a, um, you can play with a, you know, stick controller, whatever, and you'll you'll be totally fine because you should flick yeah. that the right analog stick around and there's a um, wheel that shows the wheel that shows up and highlights all the items. So uh, works really really well. So I was quite impressed with that. That was awesome. Um, you, as I said, you went and played Yakuza, which just talked about. Yep. Um, and then we. Both ended up on the other side playing Crash Course Builder. Yes. Um, which is awesome. What is, what's Crash Course Builder? It is, I don't know how to describe it. An endless runner, I guess, kind of. Yeah. Yeah, but with specific levels. Um, you, it's like uh, rhythm based, kind it's of. It's rhythm based, uh, five lanes, just sort of switch between lanes to avoid obstacles, uh, jumping. Uh, Collecting coins, you know, that kind of thing. Each level will have, like, objectives or whatever. We're not uh, really jumping, though. Like, you just switch no, more. You hit, like, yeah, you're, you only thing you do is switch lanes. Yeah. Uh, but there is a lot more depth throughout the, on top of that. But, uh, yeah, really fast-paced at times. There's, like, three different speeds in which it goes at, uh, all in time with the music, uh, all kind of working together perfectly. Um, yeah, and, of course, all the tracks are buildable. So, uh, if... Maybe you don't enjoy racing. You want to create a bunch of tracks. We'll make Dylan want to throw a switch across the. Yeah, you can do that. So, uh, but yeah, you got super like, super hyper focused in that period of meteor hour. <laughs> mm. Chuck that. Yeah, well, I put it on hard mode, and then I was just like, I got, I was like struggling on that one level. Not the, like I got through the first few, and then eventually I was just like this one level. I kept dying and dying and dying. Like, um, but it's really, really good. And I think that the biggest shout out I can give to that game is. Like, it wasn't actually, like, making me angry, but it was just that thing of, like... I want to... I just want to keep going. Like, I just need to Yeah, I need going. to do this. And you load in, and you're instantly back in. There's not, like... Uh, does mm. not talk to the dev after. I was like, there's no load time. There's no... Got to wait to click continue. There was no choice. No, you must keep playing, you know? Yeah. You it don't... Loads back in. You yeah. have to actively decide not to play anymore. Yeah. So, that was really cool. Um, I'm definitely keen to play more of that. I'm not going to create any levels. The level creation looks super simple. Just yeah. not, it's not level creation is not really my wheelhouse. Uh, you'll like, play a bunch. I'll like, play a bunch. Yeah, I'll play other people's levels, but um, I'm not creating any myself. But it's really easy. Like he was showing on the the tablet or whatever. You yeah. just slide your finger across it, and you can drop down whatever you know stuff mm -hmm. in the stuff to dodge or platforms or whatever. Fairly easy. So that was really cool to see. Um, so then the show opens, we head over to Mario, 
I believe, right? Next? I think yeah, I think... I think that was next time. That's what we're doing anyway. We head over to Nintendo. We play Super Mario... Wonder. Wonderfuls. Wonder. Super Mario Wonder. Um, and a little bit of Prince of Persia. But Super Mario Wonder was about a 15-minute demo, I guess. Yes. Yeah, uh, we did play four-player. Very hectic. I mean, to be honest, any Mario game with four players always just feels super hectic to me. Yes. It's not my preferred way to play, but I know there's a there's an element of... Well, there was two elements that made it hectic. Mm. One, there was four players. Mm. Two, there was a time limit. Mm. I guess there was a third element, which is that you're playing, and you felt like we needed to get through as much as humanly possible yeah. in that time limit. Which, to be fair, we got through a lot. Yeah, go me. Uh, but did we get the best experience possible? Probably not. Yeah, we got to see the drill and finish all the levels, though. We got halfway through the last level. <laughs> Before the game... <laughs> cut us off, but... Uh, yeah, it's colourful. Uh, definitely a different different look like artistically to any Mario game we've had before uh you do get those trippy uh moments of pipes moving and uh, mm. the weird colors and that kind of stuff and it's fun finding all the how, collecting all the different wonder seeds uh and then we had that level with the drill mm. drills where you you know we activated the one activated seed. it and then at the end there's a kind of like a boss thing uh, where, you know, the, the ceiling's falling in on you and someone needs to make sure they drill down and everybody gets down before the thing collapses on top of them um, and that kind of stuff. And then we had a level with a bunch of balls <laughs> and, like, freaking in Spain or something. Yeah. Um, which, you know, was fun watching people get destroyed by <laughs> Not me, though. Uh, I made sure to jump over them. But, uh, yeah, lots of fun. Yeah, I really, I, And the elephant, elephant character. Yeah, the elephant in the room, you know what I mean? Yeah. The elephant in the room. The elephants were a lot of fun. Yeah, they look cooler. You can bank up elephant tokens or whatever they're called. Mush yeah, powers. whatever. Yeah. But yeah. Power ups? Elephant power ups. Elephant power ups, so yeah. Yeah, I'm keen to play it. Um, I really like the art style. I think it's very colourful. Uh, um, I know there's been a lot of talk about the art style and the direction change and some of the, I guess, hardcore Mario traditionalists if we're going to call them that don't love it but you know whatever i think it's i think it's cool i like the i like the the weird flowers that talk to you and then apparently take you on a drug trip and you know whatever's going on there got this new character i can't remember the name of now the not like the you know i was getting told they're like the the mushrooms of this kingdom, like the different... Oh, the flower... Whatever they were, yeah. Something like that, yeah. Yeah, so you got some new characters and stuff in there. So that's out in like a couple weeks, so keen for that. Uh, yep. We then got to Prince of Persia. I uh, played that at the Nintendo booth as well on the Switch, even though that we did confirm that, yes, even though I forgot, uh, it was coming to other things other than Nintendo Switch. That yep. said, it plays really well on Switch. It plays really well. We did play it in handheld mode as well. Um, so it wasn't as good as it could possibly look. It wasn't the best version of the game. Uh, but still looked very pretty. Um, I was the only one who did not skip through the cutscenes. Yeah. So the, setup, get <laughs> the setup, you're part of a band of, um, you know, an army who get coming to this, uh, you know, palace. Um, and all the, the previous army that have gone in and have all been uh, aged rapidly. So they've, they've died and but they've only been there for, a, they've only been gone for like an hour. So they've, the corpses that are still there have been rotted for several years, several hundred, 50, 60 years. So uh, you have to go explore the palace, try and figure out what's gone wrong. And yeah, I mean, it's very original 
Prince of Persia, the 2D side-scrolling, uh, but a little bit more forgiving than that version ever was, uh, you know. I don't know if you ever played that version, but like if you- The original, the, original, yeah. yeah. It's if you didn't hit the jump at the exact yeah. right point, yeah. dead. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this was a lot more forgiving. Combat is really fun. Um, whether you're shooting arrows or throwing like a circle thing, a charama thing it's called or something, uh, or fighting enemies with the, the swords as well. Um, yeah, but really good art style, cool design of the backgrounds and that kind of things. We got a sneak peek at kind of the skill tree as well. Um, and then, yeah. And then just a sl slight taste of uh, some of the time travel kind of stuff. So I really enjoyed my taste of it. What about you? Yeah, so the reason I skipped all the cutscenes is because you just <laughs> told me everything I need to know and I got to play more of the actual game. So, okay, you know, it's <laughs> fine. Um, yeah, oh. I made it all the... I got all the way through to the final boss at the end of the, the demo, which um, is a giant, like, minotaur lion cross hybrid thing. I don't really know, but that was quite hard. Um, didn't beat that. But up until that, I was really enjoying it. I think it felt great. I definitely feel like it's a game I'd love, prefer to play on a handheld, to be honest. Just something about Metroidvanias on handheld just feels like it's sort of at home, which is, I think, maybe why that they were advertising it that way. I think it makes sense. Um, but yeah, the the dodging, the, the fact you can, like, uh, you can plant a rewind or whatever they're calling it in the game, you know, like a, a ghost version of yourself, you, you know, behind you, you attack the enemy in front of you. Um, instead of dodge rolling backwards, you can literally just rewind your body backwards there, like, and attack mm -hmm. the, and maybe there's another enemy behind. It's a way to get behind enemies who have shields. There's like, I don't know, it definitely felt like there was a lot of options and to, to use the combat in the game. And I felt it, I definitely felt like it felt really, really good. Um, I really liked the art style. Um, uh, you know, resolution or whatever on the Switch handheld didn't look as good as obviously if it was in doctor mode yeah. or if it was on the PS5 or whatever. I don't think it really made much of a difference to how I would enjoy the It doesn't game, detract so. from the art style. It no, it doesn't yeah. detract from overall enjoyment of the game. So um, that was a thing. Um, I won't say too much about it because I'll probably just do an article later down the line, but shout outs. I went and did an Asus ROG um, or just an Asus mostly ROG thing but showing a bunch of the laptops and stuff like that um i mean i don't know like i i don't feel like there's anything i particularly learned new there it was just sort of reiterating on a lot of the the, the stuff that their, their products and like the different how they have three different lines and one you know they've got one that's super flashy lights and this is the you know target to the gamers this one's a bit more like hey you're a gamer but you're also working in office you can use this laptop as both um here's the the rog ally which of course i'm yeah. already a huge fan of but um getting to see people play that for the first yeah, time some uh, yeah. new roggers new roggers yeah or new would-be roggers getting to, to try it out for the first time was mm. cool um had you seen the rog in real life before then no no, like, I don't think so. I don't think it'd been demoed at like any major no. ball. What do you What do you think? Did you look very white? <laughs> I mean, it looks you know as I expected. So looks like a handheld. It looks like a handheld. Yeah, fair enough. So, um, all right. So then let's let's go to the next game. Uh, another one we both really liked, Denari, over at the um, Code New Zealand area. Um, oh. Code New Zealand smashed it out of the park this year. This year, though, yeah, absolutely killing it with the, the selection of games they had there. Uh, Dena what is Denari, other than a character that looks like Lisa Simpson crossed with Crash Bandicoot? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Bit, you know, uh, I guess action role play, well, RP action RPG, roguelike, I guess, uh, where you play 
some sort of warrior who's getting trained up. He has uh, sword abilities. He's got some sort of telepathic abilities. Um, and you, it's very, the demo that we played was very much a tutorial, like kind of give you a taste of each of these different attacks. And then by the end, you kind of put them all together and take out a bunch of enemies and that kind of stuff. Just really well put together. The action was really, uh, the combat was actually really fun. Um, and yeah, it, it just ran, ran really well and was very fluid. So yeah. I did, it looked really good. I didn't play, but I watched you play and then talked to Dev and whatever else. But um, I really liked the look of it too. Um, I mean, the reason we stopped there was like, this looks like Death Store or something like that. And yeah. The Dev was like, Bastion. I was like, yep, any of those, whatever. Like, <laughs> so, um, which is definitely, that's whatever we call that genre. Yeah, it's, a, it's hard with those genres. Yeah. It's like, I know it's a genre that we like though. Yes. <laughs> this is how I feel about that. Um, over on the other side, Played some Monster Racing League. So I'll say gameplay really, really cool. Um, easy to pick up and play. Carts on rails. You simply control when to boost, when to use your abilities, when to use your shield, when to use one of your offensive abilities. You can change these um, out between matches and stuff like that. But um, yeah, very easy to pick up and play. But the other part of that um, that you thought was very cool was the... Um, I can't remember the company's name. Unless you In-game collectibles. Yeah. So when you hear that, you would think, oh, no, it's some kind it's of... It's some sort of NFT. Yeah. No, it's not. It's So what the company does is uh, the game gives them access to the camera, uh, and they're able to take, like, 100 different pictures around the model of your created character, and then they take it out of the game, create a 3D model, and then they're able to 3D print that and make a proper, like, physical vinyl figure. Um, so within... What within Monster League Racing League, you can get your own figure for like $49, um, which is pretty cool. Um, but yeah, obviously, that tech implemented in something like a Baldur's Gate or a Starfield or a, you know, any yes, other yes. Destiny, any of those games in which you uh, want a cool figure, or like even in Spider Man, like you go into photo mode, you pick whatever. Uh, you know, uh, stance you want your Spider-Man to be in, what suit you want him to wear, you could potentially get a figure in of that. So, um, very interesting tech. Uh, hopefully, New Zealand tech as well. So, uh, hopefully, you know, something that could be implemented and uh, get some more funds for devs. And Definitely feel like it's very cool for, like, original games. It's never going to be used by, like, yeah, Spider-Man. Or yeah, they don't, they don't need to. I mean, for, for indie devs, it's really cool because, obviously... They can create. They don't. There's no upfront costs for yeah. making figurines. It's like on demand. Yeah. Um, if you want, which it, is why they cost so yeah. much, like to a yeah. degree. Yeah. Obviously, it's more than a pop vinyl, but you know, for forty nine dollars, it's if you're really into the game, like, character or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool tech. Very cool, cool. idea. Yeah. Um, next to that, or a couple across from that, we played um, up to par. So it's a roguelike golf game. Yes. Uh, very simplistic visually, but mm -hmm. like does the job perfectly well. Um, the idea is that you do a bunch of holes, and then at the end, the amount that you have left over, like shot. So you don't. It's not counting up; it's counting down. Yeah. So you start with three shots, yeah. and you know it depends on how many you use on each hole. And yeah. You obviously carry them over. Yeah. Yeah. So if by the end you've carried over, you've made shots in like two out of, instead of three and you've carried over, maybe you've got one or two or three 
uh, spares, like shots you didn't use or whatever, yeah. however we're wording it. And then you can use those to buy either permanent upgrades to your like um, character, I guess, or whatever. Um, so like the amount of bowls you have, the amount of I don't know, other stuff, strength, whatever. And then yeah. some like consumable sort of stuff, like an extra bowl or, hey, if it's close to the hole, it'll sort of fall in, but only once and it's used and yeah. whatever else. Um, so very roguelike stuff, but just in a very simplistic mini golf game. Yes. Uh, which I thought was pretty cool. Um, it was. Yeah. And then some of the courses at the end got very hectic with their shapes. Mm. So. Having to bounce off several walls somehow. Yeah. How, how I, I didn't get the physics. <laughs> how are you supposed to hit it through an octagon? I don't know. What's the right angle? I don't know. Practice? Probably. <laughs> so, yeah, I could see that being a game that you're seeing a bunch of time into. Yeah, for sure. Um, Let's go with... Um, blah, 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 blah. I'm trying to find one that we both played here, but I'll go the dungeon experience shout outs. Oh, on the other side of the indie showcase, back to the indie showcase over here. So, dungeon experience when they announced it and they put out the trailer, I don't know, like a couple months ago or something like that. Um, it's like from one of the people that did uh, Rings of Fuck, I can't remember what that game's called. Anyway, that the bloody mental blank, terrible, I'm bad, but anyway, that's Australian game, and then um, you've got uh, the Bunch of new people working on the on the game as well. And honestly, when they put out the trailer, it was sort of like, okay, this has very, I don't know, Rick and Morty vibes to the the gameplay. And whatever that studio is that that person used to work with, Justin Roiland or whatever. Crows, um, Crows, Crows? What are they called? No, not Crows, Crows, Crows. Um, but you know, the, the we, we know who we're talking about. And Squanch Games. Squanch Games, there we go. Uh, it felt like a lot like that, but Australian, I guess. And that's sort of what it's like. Like you, you sort of, your job, the demo was half a custom experience and half like sort of part of the game, but you're, you're thrown in, you've got this sort of wacky wild dialogue with characters. You're at this theme park that's sort of like a, a role playing a dungeon game. There's a talking crab. It plays the saxophone at one point. Um, at the end, there's a giant purple head for some reason. I honestly, like, I remember watching the trailer and just being like, this looks like the weirdest freaking game ever. Um, this was the first show they've shown off the demo to as well. So the fact that, you know, I'd be really interested to see how, uh, what the reaction was. And from what I've seen over social media and stuff like that, it's definitely been one of the busiest, most talked about games there. I, and I do think part of that is because they haven't shown a demo at anywhere before at all. I don't think it's even press or anything, so... Um, very busy, but very, very cool. I'm keen to see more about that one. Um, where do you want to go next if you do a couple more? Um, footy Bash. Yeah, Footy Bash. That's one I don't know. That's a one that uh, a lot of, uh, saw a lot of attention on the floor, is an NFL Blitz slash NBA Jam-esque take on AFL. Um, yeah, what else do you need to say? Obviously, you know, lots of violence, unnecessary violence. There is blood splatter all over the fields. You can just bash your end of uh, the opposition into submission. Um, yeah, while trying to kick goals, which isn't super easy as told by uh, me and Buddy's one-all draw. So, uh, but a lot of fun. And definitely, you know, they're aiming for before the next season. So, you know, a fun arcadey version of AFL because... Uh, this sim version has not been very successful. 
Um, and then I guess if we want to, and of course there's some more stuff we haven't talked about, you know, eyes on explosionnetwork.com and um, stuff like that for more. But let's finish up on Rose and Locket. So this yes. is the game that like everyone was saying I had to play and this is the last thing I ended up playing. One of the last things you ended up playing? Or was yeah, it pretty, the last thing? Uh, yeah, pretty close to the last thing. Yeah, so it's pretty much the last thing we all play and then we've collectively... I'd I think I've seen at least five or six people. Even when I was just standing, they come over and say, oh, game of the, game of the show. <laughs> you, so, you're ready. Yeah, so that seems to be the one. I mean, I, as I was standing there, no, after I finished it or while I was waiting or whatever, Nathan from Worldplay just walks, literally walks place and goes, game of show there. So, I know. Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, so, a lot of hype behind it, really, but it is really, really good. So, it's, it's just a very cinematic, like, side-scrolling action, run-and-gunner type game. Um, you're you're playing as this character who has their daughter trapped in a their locket. Yes, because of reasons I can't remember, but because of magic, demon, demon <laughs> the underworld, demon thing. underworld. Yeah, it's a lot to remember from a fifteen minute demo. But you've made a deal with the sin of envy to kill people, like to collect like the other sins. Yeah, in return to uh, release your release control. your daughter. Yeah, yeah. So you do the like the first part of the demo same start of the game, tutorial-esque, like here's yep. how you jump, here's how you dodge, or, like here's how yep. you use your guns. Then skips you ahead to a boss battle with the first. Sin, Wrath. Sin, Wrath, yeah. Um, and even that, it skips around that boss battle, I think, to make it easier. Basically, it just skips you between the three stages of the boss battle, yeah, it seems yeah. like. Or, you know, they kind of flip between, I don't know. Yeah, I guess we'll have to wait and see till wait and see in the full game. But de it definitely did like like you were fighting and then suddenly like skipped your head and it just seemed yeah. unnatural to the point that I was like, this is just for the demos sake yeah. sort of thing. Um, but yeah, the reason I think the game was so good and standing out to everyone is a beautiful, yes, fantastic, unique art, very uh, interesting contrast of colors, very comic booky vibes and stuff like that to it. Yeah, um, and even to the point there's a stage in that game where. The first, I don't know, seven, ten, seven tenths of the screen are covered up by the, like, this giant tower you're going up to. Yep. And then at the bottom, you're sort of... You have to do a little bit of platforming. A little bit of platforming in this tiny section as a character, and then it combines it. It was reminding me of um the the, the framed, framed? Yeah, yep. the, the phone game. That's what that was reminding me of, like the, the combination yep. of moving between different sort of sections on the one screen. Um, and the combat, although nothing wholly unique... No. Feels good. Like yes. the guns felt good. Switch between the pistol and the rifle. Yeah. Um, For a game in which uh, there is a lot of close combat, mm. it still felt very good to have a you know long range weapon. Um, you know, you have these little worm creatures kind of jumping up at you, so you have to kind of be very aerial and take them out. Mm. You know, that kind of stuff. So very iframey game, which I like, and I know some people don't. Which is basically just meaning that. You take full advantage of the fact that you can dodge. Like if you dodge through an enemy, there's invisibility frames. If you double jump, which causes a dash, like there's invisibility frames. So yeah. it's a game definitely I can tell that's designed around using iframes as like purposeful as you can, which is fine. But I know some people prefer more um, meaningful combat or whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, um, but yeah, all the combat felt really good. You have a you have dynamite as well. I guess is other thing you could find. yeah. That's true. Um, really cool. But yeah, music was fantastic. Voice acting, fully voice acted. Yeah, I think, the, I think the dev says almost completely. They've got yeah. a couple of roles they need to fill still. Fill? Yep. Yeah. So you had like the daughter talking a couple times from the locker. From the locker. Um, the then you had the main character talking just 
like monologue or no, no I'm like inner monologuing, I guess at times yep. and stuff. And then te- uh, speaking to the uh, sins, the sins as well. So, and then the sin at the end, um, envy was it envy? Okay, Raph. It. Raph, sorry, Raph was yeah, very demonic sounding, deep, growly voice sort yep. of thing. Um, and yeah, really fantastic music. So I think that's yeah, this and as a whole thing, it just felt very like complete, like playing yeah. it. You're like you're just like, and obviously there's nothing wrong with games that packs being un- incomplete. You play a lot of stuff that you're like, this is obviously in works and that's fine and whatever it else. But felt very, very far along. You just felt very far along to the point that you're like, fucking. Why, why isn't it out now? Take my money. <laughs> no. Give me the game. Mm. Please and thank you. You know, so um, really, really cool. And the, the dev, or particularly the main dude, we spent like half an hour talking to him, I felt like. Yeah, the uh, uh, artist, yeah. Yeah, uh, he was really nice. So. Two-man team. Yeah, crazy. Crazy, working part-time in the last few years, so. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Hopefully it's next year's dredge. Well, this is, there can only be one successful New Zealand game a year. <laughs> yes. Yeah. No, you can only have one New Zealand. You can't have two. Just... Hopefully it replicates the success of dredge. <laughs> uh, anything else you want to shout out before you wrap up for this PAX edition of OK Couch? No, I mean, you know, it was a fun to see everybody. Um, that was cool. Um, yeah. Just... We did a bunch of other videos talking about some of our favorite games of the show. Uh, so check those out on. So this will be up before that. So just look out for them. We're trying some social media. Here. They'll be on TikTok, uh, Instagram, and YouTube Shorts. Yeah, we're going with the kids. Short we, form we're content. chasing those children. Yeah, I'm going two forms. We're chasing the viewers. I'm either writing things or short form content. Like not, not, nothing in between now. Nuts no, over. Yeah, want TikTok viral? You know. Yeah, <laughs> you get one video that gets one thousand views. Yeah, it's all. There's more views than all our video content. Yeah, You're like that's the way. That's to it. Go. Switch done. Fuck YouTube. Apart from shorts, but yeah, lots of lots of promising stuff. Um, yeah, indie show bigger. I, like we also said, New Zealand really came out. Mm, like, it was impressive. Mm. Um, which should t- say to the Australian government, you need to up your game. More funding. Uh, Aussie devs. And with that, thank you for joining us for this episode of RK Couch live from, well, I'm on literally the floor of APAX Melbourne Convention Center building. Um, yeah, keep your eye on explosion.com articles over the coming week or weeks, I guess, depending on how long it takes me to get some stuff up. Um, keep your eye on the TikToks, the Instagrams, and the YouTube shorts for the stuff that we're talking about there. And um, stay tuned for next week. No Ash on Arcade Couch for a couple of weeks though. He's off to, I don't know, I can't remember what, is it hot there, right? Yeah, it's sunny. No, yeah. it's not. It? I have no idea. I don't know. He's off to somewhere that's got different weather than Queensland. So um, you can look forward to me, here. And until next time. I think I only missed one show. <laughs> really? Yeah.